to a new RFM. We're talking travel and Sally Lucas joining me, Jane Klein. Now we're thinking ahead, Sally Lucas. We certainly are, Jane, and it doesn't hurt to think ahead. And I'm thinking of Christmas. Wow. And I know it'll be here before we know it. I shouldn't be saying that, but the way the year's flying by, I'm sure it will. So I'm just thinking there are a lot of people out there who maybe don't want to spend Christmas at home this year or their loved ones are scattered all over the globe like is often the case or maybe they're on their own or maybe they just want a white Christmas for a change. So why not start thinking about it now because there's a whole range of options available for you. You can do anything from some wonderful tours with companies like Albatross, Trafalgar, Insight, Backroads Touring, um, Bunnix. There's a whole range of winter programs out there. Now you might say, okay, but I don't really want to do a tour. I think if you're on your own, a a tour is a great thing to do because you've got friendship and company. But the other thing, a lot of them have just one stop stays like in castles or chateaus so you can just stay and have either a Christmas break or a New Year's break in Paris or in Austria or Switzerland and how delightful would that be just to wake up in the morning you know and have that magical feeling maybe of of a snowfall or you know just just all the things that it brings in Europe at that time of the year. It's a very special time in the Northern Hemisphere. We do have a thing about a white Christmas, don't we? It's something we all have to experience at some stage. Well, I think so. I think it would be just absolutely wonderful. And believe it or not, there's a lot of people already I, I have got planning this already this year. And it's not just, of course, when we say Northern Hemisphere, we think often just Europe, but it's Canada and Alaska as well. And they also have some wonderful programs. And you can stay in Banff, Lake Louise, Jasper. You can do a tour again. So, yes, and the markets, Jane, they just come onto their own. The winter markets in Europe particularly are renowned and there's always the big Christmas trees festooned with lights. They have activities for children and adults alike. All the stores are just beautifully lit up. Um, you've got mulled wine and eggnogs and candied almonds and all Gingerbread. sorts of things. Gingerbread, chestnuts, oh, all that wonderful stuff. And Yes, all these cities uh, are just immerse themselves, I guess, in the holiday spirit. And in Germany, you know, your medieval squares there often play host to storybook markets. Um, you know, Prague, you've got lights that just absolutely dazzle. You have festive window displays all along Parisian boulevards. And it's just a gorgeous time of the year. And also just to see in the new year in a different way instead of in a hot way like we do. So, yes, the range is extensive, as I mentioned to you, Jane. And honestly, I some of them I've seen are just really fantastic value for money. So people are thinking expensive and that's often not the case. Often your winter programs can be up to 40% cheaper than your summer programs. So you can also save money as well. So that's a consideration too. And just to share your Christmas with someone, how wonderful. And a lot of the smaller companies like Albatross and Backroads Touring throw in little extras like they might throw in a glass of schnapps or a mulled wine when you come in after a, a day out in the cold, you know, and you're rubbing your hands together around a log fire. So, you know, what a wonderful thing to do and experience Christmas. One of the best things is the smells. The, oh, the, yes. The scents, I suppose you could say, of, of the mulled wine and the, all those wonderful foods. And that pervades the air, doesn't it? It in, does. And you've got such crisp, clear air then. Well, as a general rule of thumb, you do. You can't predict weather. but And we can't predict you're always going to have snow either, of course, depending on where you're staying. Um, but certainly if you're going up into the Alpine region, 
region, you'd be almost guaranteed of having snow. And certainly the mountains are always covered in snow anyway, and you can still do your sleigh rides and your tobogganing. And even if you're not skiers, there are still fun things that you can do and enjoy. And just everyone is in just such a happy, festive mood. So, And the Europeans really um, experience Christmas for them is on Christmas Eve. That's their big celebration, not so much Christmas Day. They have the big family dinner and everyone gets together on Christmas Eve. So you could experience it the European way or the Canadian way as well. As we said, Canada, Alaska. Again, you can do some wonderful touring up in the Canadian Rockies. And as I mentioned earlier, Banff, Lake Louise, all those gorgeous areas where you've got beautiful hotels you can stay at. And again, they've got lots of activities, even up at Whistler at the ski resort, even if you're not skiing. They put on all sorts of activities for kids. You know, they have markets up there as well. So, you know, whatever area appeals to you. And I mean, even Japan, for example, you know, beautiful area up there where they also put a show on and have the ice displays over Christmas with all the carved ice sculptures. So you have a range of wonderful options if you want to go Northern Hemisphere for Christmas. To NURFM, we're talking travel for our sponsor, Travel on King and Sally Lucas. We're talking about Christmas now. We've been on land and enjoyed some of the delights of the northern parts of the world. We can do it on sea as well or on water. We certainly can, Jane. We've talked about Hertie Gruten before, and I must admit I didn't know till I read an article the other day that it actually translate to exp- it translates to express route. And it was originally established in 1893 by the Norwegian government to improve communications along their long and jagged coastline. So they needed a mail and cargo service to operate the entire length of the country. So eventually, of course, it became a sea voyage for us as well, and in the, starting about the 1980s. So they're, they're working ships, so you're not getting anything flash on board. You know, you've got basic comforts, but the whole idea is what you're seeing. Mm. And, of course, they do this during winter as well because of the northern lights, mm. of course, as well. So, you know... You should always experience that. And I said that I think I mentioned last week they've got that guarantee, whereas if you don't experience the Northern Lights, they will give you another cruise next year. So as long as you're booking a two-week cruise. Mm. So that's fantastic. And so the things you can experience there, for example, is dog sledding. They have midnight cathedral concerts. You can go hiking in the North Cape. Um, you visit a, a mysterious witch monument. You can take an icy plunge if you're game, like <laughs> our son did in the Antarctic. I don't think I'd be doing that. It'd be warmer, though, the Gulf Streams. So. Well, how, how warm, Jane. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and each port along the way, they say they do something exciting and uniquely Norwegian. So in Tromsø, the Arctic capital, you meet the Huskies who then take you on a winter wonderland ride through the snow and also you get to meet and play with the puppies later before setting in at the, settling in rather at the reindeer fur-lined hut with a delicious hot chocolate. Mm. So there's all sorts of things you can do there as well and you have daily lectures of course and at night they do um, storytelling, uh, folk dancing, etc. So you're really getting that Norwegian experience. So fantastic thing to do and of course the benefit of the northern lights is a bonus as well mm. you can also cruise rivers again like the normal river cruising does operate and anything from eight days up to about 13 days so you can do a paris back to paris or you can do the whole danube etc so a lovely range there again where you're getting off walking the cobblestone streets as we said before experiencing those wonderful market smells etc and remember with a cruise unpack 
once. And that often appeals to people so that you're not packing, unpacking every day. You just hop on board and there it is. All your meals are provided. And often with some of these cruises, you do get extra bonuses of excursions, uh, wine with meals, etc. And so, there'd be a special meal for Christmas absolutely too, I'm sure. Absolutely a special meal for Christmas or New Year, depending on which period you're travelling over, whether you're doing you know, pre-Christmas, over Christmas or into the New Year. So wonderful things again in the Northern Hemisphere, but hey, let's not forget our own region too. Ah, we can come south and not go so far. We can come south. So for them, it doesn't want to go white Christmas. And they're thinking, no, I'd still like to have Christmas in a warm clime. So the Emerald Princess is a very new ship coming to Australia. In She arrives here about the end of October. Her first cruise out of here is in November. But she's doing a Christmas cruise on the 19th of December for 14 nights. And this is a lovely cruise going to New Zealand. So that would be a beautiful time of the year to go to New Zealand. So you'd be going like to the Bay of Islands, Auckland, Tauranga, Picton, then down into Akaroa as well, which is the beautiful French port near Christchurch. Uh, oh, Wellington too, sorry. Um, I f- forgot to mention on that one. They're adding an extra port for the Emerald Princess, which isn't on their other cruises. So it's a 14-night cruise, whereas the other ones are 13-night on the other vessels. Um, and that is just fantastic. And then you finish up, of course, in Dunedin, or Dunedin and uh, the Fiordland National Park before you come back to Sydney. So that would be a lovely cruise at that time of the year. And in the other extent, we can go Asia. So a little bit different again. So this is a 16-night fly-stay cruise Christmas at sea. And you're flying with Singapore Airlines, uh, which is a lovely airline, of course, to fly with. He's having two nights at the Grand Copthorne Waterfront Hotel, including breakfast daily. And then you board um, the Azamara, which is a beautiful vessel. Again, it's not expedition cruising, but it's you know it's a smaller vessel. It doesn't take the thousands of passengers. It's very intimate cruising. Um, and you go to Singapore, uh, to Krakatau in Indonesia, Semarang, Lombok, Komodo Island, where the dragons are, mm. if you're lucky enough, Banoa in Bali. Then you go to another place called Chilakan Bawang, which is not a port I'm familiar with. I'll have to look that one up, Jane. And then back to Singapore. And then at the end, of course, you are having your airfares home. So you're getting two nights pre-cruise in that, as well as a 14-night lovely cruise holiday, which would be very warm, sailing, of course, around Indonesia and Singapore at that time of the year. But some people like the heat, some like the cold. If you go to New Zealand, you've got the (laughs) in-between. Fair enough. So I think I've got it all covered, haven't I? Thank you very much, Sally Lucas. And we'll be back doing it again next week after the one o'clock news for our sponsor, Travel On King, on 2NURFM.